Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. How are you? Are you doing good? Are you doing great? That is amazing. I'm so happy to hear that. Not me being consistent. Not me actually being consistent. This is week three. Well, it should be week three of me posting consistently. And I'm really, really happy. I'm trying to keep this going. I'm trying to take this actually seriously, guys. I'm really trying to put in the work and the hours and take what's ours and really trying to be consistent and see this actually multiply like you know like god gives us gifts god gives us like things he all he gives us talents and we have to multiply those talents we have to store them well because ultimately we will stand in front of god and we will all be judged by him and he will judge our good works he will judge everything we've done for him we will he will judge the way we lived our christian life for him so i just really want to Take everything that he has given me, take all the talents, take all the gifts he has given me, and truly steward them well and multiply them all for his kingdom, all for his glory, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about diet, fitness, and the idolization of the self. Um, This is a topic that I've been honestly thinking about for a really long time, and I think I've kind of already talked about this previously in a past episode, but I mainly talked about body image issues and like your insecurities stuff like that blah 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 and fitness i think i don't know i don't remember explicitly but i just really want to talk about this because like our society is going backwards like it's like so many things are happening in our culture and our society and i want to kind of make more content or have more podcast episode where i'm discussing cultural things as much as i am discussing well as well as i am discussing biblical godly christiany things you know i want to kind of mix the two because i think that's in my um that's in my like uh my info like if you go on my podcast you have like kind of like a what about podcast about section that like talks about what your podcast is about and it talks about how i talk about culture and biblical things and i try to like find a way to you know talk about culture through a biblical lens but i don't really talk about culture that much you know so today i'm going to talk about culture so anyways so sorry for my rambling i'm going to start talking right now so i have a long <laughs> i have a long and very yucky nasty history with dieting and fitness i think i've talked about this in previous episodes i'm not gonna dive too deep into it but i pretty much grew up i actually i was actually let's start from the let's start from ground zero so when i was born (laughs) in 2003 um i was actually born very much underweight um it's because my when my mom was pregnant with me i'm the first child of three so when she was pregnant with me she was having a lot of complications so she had to eat a lot of medicine and stuff like that and the medicine was making her sick so she was throwing up a lot and she wasn't eating and because of that i was born super super underweight apparently my dad said that they called me a chicken because i looked like a tiny little chicken i was super super bony and small um but even though i was born underweight it didn't mean anything because i actually grew up to be pretty much overweight yeah i grew up to be pretty big and chubby i was known to be like um Especially when I moved here in Canada, in Canada specifically, um, in Ottawa, I and I started going to like public school. I was always like the only black girl in class, even though I went to a pretty diverse public school, elementary school. Um, yeah, I just I was always like one of the few black people in class. Anyways, um, yeah, I was I grew up to be like the big black girl in class, you know. Um, so I got picked on a lot. I got. <laughs> It's so embarrassing. Like, I got picked out a lot. People call me ugly. People call me a bunch of things. Now I can laugh about it because I know I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. Amen. But at the time, I think, 
you know, it was weird because even though I was under, I was overweight, I was actually a pretty active child. Like, I remember my parents put me in sports. He tried to, my dad tried to get me into soccer. It was not for me. It was not for me. And then they put me into swimming. And I did swimming for years and years and years. I did that until, like, I reached level 10. So I stopped around, like, um, around, like, when I started high school. So I started when I was, like, probably, like, I was really young. I started when I was, like, five. And then I stopped around 15. So, like, that's 10 years of my life. I did swimming for such a long time. And I also um, did a lot of dance. I was into Zumba. <laughs> not Zumba. <laughs> not the zumba classes with my mom oh my gosh that gives me like that gives me literally like nostalgia and then i was also um i did three outlaw guys three outlaw is not for the freaking week it's not for the actual freaking week i remember doing three outlaw and i had a class with two of like um my classmates in my elementary school and they were making fun of me they were like well, yo why are you here like you don't look like you do three outlaw da, da, da. yeah i know i'm chubby but like that doesn't mean anything i was about that life three outlaw if y'all don't know it's literally swimming, um, biking, and running. Back to back to back. Isn't that freaking crazy? And I did that. And I did it, bro. And I was one of the like last people to finish the whole race or whatever. But I did it. And I was so proud of myself. And I low-key wanted to do it again. But because I was... Because people were like making fun of me. like Because I was the bigger girl in the whole entire group. I didn't do it again. Because I felt like people were gonna make fun of me because i'm big and i'm like doing this blah, blah, blah. so anyways to, to, to make a long story freaking short i grew up chubby but i was pretty active it was just the way that i was eating that was not healthy but i was pretty active so even though i was made fun of as i was picked on i didn't really like as a kid like you know that there's a problem with you but you don't really understand why 100 percent. so i really was like okay i know i'm different i know i'm getting picked on i know i'm getting bullied i know like people are making comments about my weight i know my parents are making comments about my weight because they're putting me in all these sports and not only that but like i remember doing at home workouts with my dad you know though oh my gosh and then my mom bought the freaking we fitness any kid who grew up chubby knows the ptsd that comes with the we fitness um game whatever it came with like a balance and then you would go on the balance and then the and then the uh, the game would like tell you if you're freaking overweight or something like it was a crazy game i don't know how it was <laughs> i don't know how they actually came up with that bro like that's insane i'm shocked anyways whatever but yeah so as a kid you grew up to be like overweight or whatever but as a kid you don't really understand why so even though i knew that there was something wrong with me i knew i was like different i knew i was getting picked on and it made me it was it was upsetting but i didn't really do anything about it because i didn't really actually care like i cared but i didn't care it was really weird like i just didn't understand i didn't fully understand why people were making fun of me because of my body until high school now high school changed everything um it was ninth grade and we were in gym class and gym class was traumatic bro gym class was actually crazy so oh, oh my gosh I'm just remembering all these different stories. Okay, I have to mention this one more thing. So, elementary school, we also had gym, you know, mandatory gym in elementary school. And I remember gym was always PTSD, bro. It was always freaking traumatic because I would be, I would get picked on so freaking bad. Like, I don't understand why gym does this to people that are, like, overweight. Like, everyone's at different fitness levels, even as a kid. So, it's like, what is your problem? But anyways, I was, and I wasn't just getting picked on by the kids, bro, by my other classmates. I was getting picked on by the actual gym teacher. I remember this one time we were doing something i think we were playing volleyball i forgot we were doing something and i was falling behind and i was quite exhausted but i was trying my best and then my oh my days then my actual gym teacher he goes i think some of us need to put a bit more effort into what we're doing and he freaking looks at me 
and i was so upset bro this is the f- i've never done this in my whole entire life i was you know i was upset because as i was a shy introverted kid who would not stand up for myself so when he said that to me i was like i'm trying okay i don't know why you're always targeting me i said that y'all i said that in front of everyone in front of the whole entire class i didn't care i was fed up and then the the teacher he looked at me and he was like who do you like you shouldn't talk to me like that i'm the I'm the the older person. I'm the adult. Da, 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 da. Don't talk to me like that. Da, da, da. And I was just like, bro, like, what is actually wrong with you? So, anyways, so anyways, that was just a story I had to. Re- I just had to say the story because I just it just reminded me of it in the moment. But yeah, high school started, and that's really when things started going down actual hill. So in high school, the first year of high school, gym is mandatory. But then after like the other years of high school, gym is like you can just take it. It's optional. At least it it is here in like Canada, Ottawa, where I'm from. Okay. So yeah, first year gym, ninth grade is mandatory. Bro, I stepped into that class. I'm the only big kid. Okay, that's not true. I was the the second to and I and I yeah. I'm gonna talk about weight and body image. Oh, I should have probably done a trigger warning, huh? I'm gonna be talking about certain triggering things in this episode. I'm so sorry. I should have said it earlier but if this if you're not comfortable with like you know hearing these type of things i'm gonna be very candid very very real very raw you know if you don't like it it's okay you can take a break you can listen to one of my other episodes or like i don't know take a walk but anyways i was the second largest person in the room i had never felt so bad about myself ever and you know when you start high school it's like when you're a kid, you don't actually freaking care about anything. Like, yo, you are a kid. Like, you don't care about boys. You don't care about... At least for me, I didn't really care about guys like that. I was just trying to live my life. But then, starting high school, bro, all the comparison, you start thinking about guys, you start thinking about... You want to be liked, you want to fit in, you want to be popular, you want to be, like, popular girls, all these type of things. And everyone else was pretty, like, thin or, like, a no. I guess I would say normal body weight. I'm not sure 100%, but I felt, like, pretty big around everyone else and my gym teacher was so skinny bro she was really really skinny but and i know she wasn't naturally skinny and i'm gonna talk about what that later on so being one of the bigger person in the room i immediately just felt so bad about myself and the stuff that we were doing like the workouts that we were doing i just i felt like i was falling behind i felt slow i felt heavy and i realized that all the popular girls were quite thin and white and blonde (laughs) Um, so I wanted to be skinny. I wanted to be thin. And in my mind, I don't know why, but in my mind, I was like, okay, what's the fastest way to like get thin? It's to starve yourself. So I started starting starving myself. I started not eating, and because of that, I started, of course, uh, developing an eating disorder. And so I, um, I remember getting really, really skinny, and looking quite sickly, like not myself at all. And there were times where I was in class, and I was, I was just like feeling lightheaded i had headaches i didn't know how to focus i couldn't focus um and it was so weird because it never felt like enough like i kept losing the weight but it never felt like enough and then i would get to these um um, moments where i would like kind of snap out of it and then want to eat but then because i haven't been eating i would binge eat i would overeat and all these different types of things and i'm getting all these different messages from like society the world and from school and one time um i remember being in class and we were gym class but it was like it was like health class like it was gym class but like in class we weren't actually in the gym we we're in class talking about like health and sexuality and stuff like that and our teacher oh my gosh bro this is so sad our teacher she was like yeah guys like um 
it's okay sometimes like you'll lose your period sometimes you'll come back sometimes you'll leave and da, da, da. like it happens to me and she's a grown actual adult woman and she's saying this and i remember thinking like oh okay so like it's totally fine to be skinny to the point where you lose your period i remember thinking about that no it's not it's not fine that means like you're severely underweight and that's very very scary and dangerous but she was she herself i think honestly she was struggling with her an eating disorder or at least disordered eating because she got to a point where she was so skinny that she was losing her period and she was saying that this was okay and she was teaching us to a bunch of young girls in class like what so anyways so yeah i just thought that was normal so yeah i would not eat i wouldn't you know yeah i would not eat musically and i would hide it like my mom should be like because it was easier at school at school it was easier to not eat um because i'd always be like oh i just like i ate at i ate a really like large breakfast i'm not hungry and then my classmates like my friends at the time they would ask me like girl did you eat like you need to eat da, da, da. and i was like no guys i'm not hungry and then at home i would be like oh i ate at school like i'm not hungry and i wouldn't eat and my mom would get so mad at me and i remember this one time a family friend of mine like we're having a family function and i w- i ate like maybe two bites two bites and then i was like oh i'm not hungry and i was just playing with my food and then my family friend he looked at me and he was like are you starving yourself and i was like no like i was just i felt so shocked first of all that he would say that and second of all i felt so ashamed and like embarrassed that i was like no and i lied anyways that is to say that i was like food my body image um the way i was perceived by men by society by other girls it was consuming my life it was so consuming and then when the pandemic hit which is when around when i got saved it did get better i started slowly but surely recovering but i was still dealing with disordered eating like i was eating one meal a day type thing it wasn't the greatest thing and then i started working out that's during the pandemic is when i started actually working out and taking fitness for me personally seriously and so i was working like working out like almost every single day um for like 30 minutes to to 40 minutes sometimes an hour every single day and then barely eating it was crazy i was so completely underweight and i think my metabolism was actually completely screwed up and i think it still is to be honest so then that continued that continued and i was pretty small um yeah i was pretty small i was losing a lot of weight i went down to a size four which i've literally never been like oh my gosh i was really really small and i'm also quite tall as well I w- i'm like five six five seven five six and a half five seven so being that small and my height was concerning i was under 140 and that's underweight that's pretty underweight for someone that tall as a woman like anyways um so yeah so then yeah fast forward we're gonna fast forward a little bit fast forward to now things are getting better things are getting better i still kind of struggle with disordered eating but i'm being more intentional with eating um at least two to three meals a day when i'm hungry and to stop eating when i'm full and i'm trying to be intentional with the eating decisions that i make try to eat more whole foods try to eat more protein um and i still do work out have i been consistent no <laughs> no um this week i've worked out like oh it's not gonna be the same time that you guys are listening to this episode but this week i've worked out like twice in the last this week i've worked out twice that's after like a week of not working out so sometimes i can be inconsistent but i really do want to take be more consistent and take this seriously so now i'm doing way better when it comes to my body 
well to my health in my eating habits when it comes to my body image issues though i still struggle with feeling like pretty <laughs> feeling like i like what i see feeling like comfortable in my body and um yeah so that's just my story when it comes to body image and dieting and fitness and everything it's just a brief overview i don't want to go too in depth of it because this episode will be too long and i've already talked for like 16 minutes so now let's talk about dieting and fitness according to the culture so i feel like in the culture and by the culture i mean like society the world you know so according to culture i feel like the point at least back in the day at least back in the day and by back in the day i mean like early 2000s da 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 it was all about looking hot attractive you know that's the end all and be all and the bot like body beauty standards i should say beauty standards and body image and stuff like that has changed drastically throughout history like several times in the early 2000s it was like more like being super skinny you know low-rise jeans you know heroin chic if you know what i'm saying like the model victoria's secret model super super skinny super super thin but then i feel like kind of throughout 2016 2020 there was more like the thick hourglass figure you know that the kardashians kind of made popular even though black women have been having these natural bodies but let's not talk about it um but now we kind of see a swing in the other pendulum and the other side of the pendulum you know early to- early 2000s it was like all about being super super skinny so the point where it was actually kind of scary kind of dangerous kind of sickly but now and that's not people that are naturally skinny y'all that's not people that are naturally skinny but now we see another side of it where it's like it's all about being big to be honest like a lot of um acceptance fat acceptance is happening around a lot of overweight and a lot of obesity is being actually celebrated and like glorified and claimed as beautiful and um right and hey i'm not saying that if you're obese if you're overweight you're not beautiful you're still beautiful am i saying that it's right am i saying that it's healthy it's not and studies have backed that up time and time again it's not controversial take at this point the fact that this is a controversial take is crazy to me but anyways yeah now we see just kind of like a swing in the other pendulum and as i was kind of thinking about beauty standards according to society according to culture i kind of realized that there's a huge problem in this world and this is not what i'm going to say is not going to be something new i know we've all talked about this i know we all think this but i'm still going to say because i feel like sometimes people maybe forget but if your self-image is based on culture you will never be satisfied you will never be enough because this will continuously change beauty standards have always continuously changed so if you base your own body and if you live your life in a way to chase that beauty standard you will never be enough you will like it will always change and i know that for me i've definitely felt that way it's like in the early like early 2000s bro i was just born i wasn't even born in the early 2000s but around like 2000 i guess 13 to 16 you know uh when i went when i was in elementary school when i was in high school not when i was trying to chase that skinny look da, 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 it was never enough like i was trying to do everything i was starving myself you know working out to the bone just trying to look a certain way and it was never enough and then after when I started healing, recovering, and getting a bit more weight, and looking more like my natural body weight, you know, it's still never enough. I still don't feel like I fit into that hourglass, you know, body figure. So you're just always chasing a never-ending goal. You're always working out, you're always dieting for what? Like, you will never truly, you will never truly be satisfied. 
And what the culture promotes as beauty isn't always healthy or right or coming from the purest, like, right intentions, like I mentioned before. Like, nowadays, you know, fat acceptance is, like, like the word says, being accepted. And um, being obese, you know, is now, like, you see that in magazines, you see that on billboards, and then it comes to the question of, are we normalizing obesity? Like, are we saying that this is a good thing? When in reality, it's not. It actually has a lot of consequences to your bodies to your health to your mental health even you know and i'm personally still working on like my body i'm still working on my body issues i know that i'm not in a place where i feel super satisfied and content in my body and that's not because i'm trying to chase this like standard that the world has imposed over me but it's because i'm just trying to be at my healthiest i'm trying to feel at my best and right now i don't feel that way so i'm just continuously growing with myself and that's something I'm going to talk about more in detail later. But I understand this whole accept fat acceptance movement. I understand what it's coming from. I understand the heart of it because I can't, like, it is a true fact that people that are fat, at least back in the days, like, in the media and even comedy, in culture, in movies, in TV shows, the fat person was always the end of the, the butt of the joke, you know? The fat person was always excluded, made fun of, called ugly, and all these different things. And I know that me coming from a place where I was bullied for my weight, I understand how the fat acceptance movement can be a place of refuge, can be something that people do run to, to feel some sort of liberation, to feel some sort of acceptance. And a lot of the times, um, um, this movement will say, the fat acceptance movement will say, like, you have to love yourself the way that you are, love your body and everything. And I think, yes, like, don't hate yourself no matter, like, I don't know. I don't, like, I don't know. It's, I think it's a bit complicated because I think that the hatred that you... Okay, this is going to sound kind of crazy. But I think that the dislikeness or the hatred that you have for yourself points out an obvious era in which you need to grow and learn and, like, get better with yourself. Like, being discontent with who you are is not necessarily a bad thing because it points to you where you need to grow and where you need to learn how to love yourself i don't think that being discontent with yourself um is a reason to almost like put a band-aid but like where there's a sore wound and then just continue living with yourself in delusion and say oh i love myself i love myself i love myself i think being dis disconnect with yourself gives you a, a time and an opportunity to sit down with yourself and to really realize okay where is the problem and how can i truly improve how can i fix it and I also believe that loving yourself is taking care of your health. Loving yourself is making those, you know, improvements to get better. I think that sometimes when people say like, oh, love yourself, like no matter where you are, no matter what size you are. Yes, of course, I don't think you should necessarily like, I don't think you should hate yourself. I don't, of course, I want everyone to come to a point where they're content with themselves. But I also believe that sometimes the whole like love yourself rhetoric can be a very lazy excuse to just be complacent and to not put in the necessary work to get better to improve but i'm also recognizing and realizing that there's so much more to this conversation like there's so much more that plays into health and fitness it's not just your mindset it's not just get up pull yourself in the bootstraps and get get it together there's also such a societal and systemic like element to all of the issues i'm talking about and i don't know them 100 percent like so guys don't come for me like please but i do recognize like there is also such a huge systemic issue when it comes to that like the way our food is made the way our food are produced is produced is meant to make us sick like hey 
I don't want to. I don't want to sound like a conspiracy conspiracy theorist, but it's true. Like I've I've seen many documentaries. There are many studies out there, and like the way fast food is created is literally made for us to be addicted to it. Like there's so many systemic problems and issues when it comes to health and nutrition and dieting and fitness i'm not here to get into the whole thing of it but i do understand that's also an element about it so i don't want to be like ignorant and just be like you need to get it together get up and you know get your life together work out eat healthy like i know it's harder than that but i'm just i'm just saying like the whole love yourself thing like oh you're just you're great just the way that you are and all these different things like hey no sometimes you're not great just the way that you are and that's okay. Like, let's get to that point where you are greater than just the way that you are, where you can, you know, actually love yourself enough to take care of yourself and to make those right decisions for your body, for your mental health, for your physical health. Um, decisions that will better, that will be a benefit to you, not just now, but in years from now. And that's the thing. I feel like a lot of people think about the now, think of this instant gratification now, but there is truly such a a gift and a blessing and um goodness in you know delaying that gratification for something greater in the in the future um delayed gratification hello everyone should live by that to be honest okay so i talked about lengthily about diet and culture and fitness diet and fitness according to culture but now let's talk about diet and fitness according to the word of god so i have two scriptures here that i'm going to use to kind of flesh out my thoughts on biblical dieting and fitness um so the first thing is we have to remember as christians is that our body is a temple of god so we must carry and act and live as such first corinthians 6 19 20 says it very well and i'm going to read it right now so it says or do you not know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit within you whom you have from god you are not your own for you were bought with a price so glorify god in your body so this means that we should not be lazy because the word of God definitely speaks against laziness. We should not be complacent. We should not be idle. We should not be just idle and not work hard. And we should definitely not be gluttons because gluttony is a sin. We need to glorify God in our bodies. That includes our fitness in the way that we eat, in our diet, and you know, in the way that we exercise, in the way that we move our bodies. It's all very important. And it doesn't just have this is not just like a spiritual thing, but it also has a lot of like um good benefits on your mental health and your physical well being. Like working out is really good for your bones when you get older. Um it's good also obviously for your heart for when you get older as well and you start to age and you start to lose bone density as well. It's also really good for your mental health. It's good for your frontal lobe, I'm pretty sure. Yes. And your thalamus as well. Like cardio is really good for your brain. It's really good for your brain. Like you can I'm a psychology major, y'all. I know this. I study the brain. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember every single thing I've learned. But like get like y'all working out eating healthy things like that is really good for your physical and mental wealth mental health a lot of times like when people struggle like i know um when i stopped because i honestly i don't really eat a lot of uh like takeout as much as i used to i used to eat it almost every week but i slowly started stopping doing that i stopped eating out so much and i've realized like how much more energy i have i'm less tired i'm less lethargic um the mood swings i've i've had bro i haven't had a lot of crazy mood swings like i used to but anyways all that to say is that your diet 
and your fitness largely impact your physical and mental well-being a lot of times y'all be dealing with certain quote-unquote demonic oppression where you could just switch up your diet and stop eating all that junk and you'll feel way better not to say that demonic oppression is not real but there's also practical ways that we need to live our lives as christians that will affect our bodies our bodies is in temple is a temple of the holy spirit so let's not grieve the holy spirit by treating it like we shouldn't be treating it like doing crazy things with it by filling it with a bunch of junk and a lot of processed foods but let's take care of it and honor it as such and live as such also uh first Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3 says for this is the will of god your sanctification that you abstain from sexual immorality that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor not in the passions of lust like the gentiles who do not know god so this scripture is talking about sexual morality and lust and living a life self-control discipline but you can also take this into um our diet and fitness in order not to overindulge into certain foods and in order to say no to certain foods that are not necessarily good for our bodies and say yes to the good things that are good for our bodies, it takes a lot of self-control and self-discipline. Um, now, and same thing with working out as well. Working out is all about discipline. It's all about consistency. It's all about um, going to the gym, you know, waking up and truly putting in the work, even then, even when you don't always feel like it, even when you don't always want to. This is something I personally need to learn and definitely start applying more. Earlier in this episode, I talked about instant gratification. I feel like that's something that we all are chasing, especially like I feel like nowadays more in our society, especially young people with, you know, TikTok and um, all these different things in this world, like even with shopping, like people are obsessed. Anyways, I'm going into different topics, but we're all chasing that dopamine hit, you know, like in the moment it's I feel sad, I feel bad. So let me grab a donut to make myself feel better, to treat myself. And this is something I've chronically dealt with, especially during school. Second year, like I mentioned before, time and time again, your second year has traumatized me because the way i keep talking about it in every single episode is crazy the second year of university knocked me out like a truck and i was using food to cope without really realizing i was using food to cope um so there's one building at uwato that's called crx and there's a tomorrow's there and to motivate myself to go to class i would go to tomorrow's get something after a class to treat myself i would get something whenever i feel stressed or down i would treat myself get something whenever i'd finish an exam treat myself get something it was so bad it was so bad it was all about instant gratification and by doing that you're creating like a system a site a system of reward where you're becoming addicted to not just the food that you're consuming but also like the pattern the cycle and the behavior of doing it like if that makes any sense i've i think i listened or read something about like addiction and how you're not like people that do let's say people that do a certain drug i'm not gonna be explicit and say it people that do a certain drug they don't just get addicted to doing the drug itself but they i learned it my i learned this in my class they get addicted to the whole cycle like the pattern the steps of doing it so they get just addicted to procuring the drug and then you know preparing the drug and then like injecting and eating the drug it's a whole and the, the hit they feel afterwards and it's like a cycle where you're not just addicted to the thing but you're addicted to the pattern the behavior of you doing the thing if that makes any sense but anyways all that to say is that it is important to live a life of self-control and discipline we have to crucify our flesh 
and its desires to truly live a life of holiness, truly live a life that is set apart, to truly live a life in which we conduct ourselves as true temples of the Holy Spirit. And so I feel like, at least for me, one thing I've realized in my life and one thing I realize in culture and society and even sometimes sometimes in Christian culture, in the Christian world, society, like Christian atmosphere, whatever, the church, the big church, capital church, capital C church, I've realized that we're making our body an idol. Let's talk about it. I know, um, at least in high school, my body was definitely an idol. It was a, it was an obsession of mine. I would spend hours of my day, especially in the morning, just examining the way I looked, nitpicking on everything that I didn't like, and um, trying to do everything in my power to just get skinnier, get smaller. You know, I would spend hours of my day getting ready, and if I had to get go out somewhere, I would change my outfit like ten, five times because I was just not happy with the way that I looked. And it's like food and fitness and what I would eat was consuming my life. It was consuming my mind. I would go to sleep thinking about what I would eat tomorrow, and then after I was done eating, I would think about what I would eat next. And it was like, it was such an unhealthy pattern. And then I would think about the calories and like, is this healthy? Is this not healthy? What's in this? Like, um, how many, I don't know, grams of sugar? How many grams of fat? Da da. And I think that if you want to have self control, self discipline in your life, then a, it will come with, um, a healthy fixation on a certain thing like if i want to have self-control in my diet then of course i'm gonna have to be more fixated on what i eat that's i think that's good i think that's healthy i think that's a kind of i guess you could say a possession that is necessary for you to make those healthy decisions and for you to see those gains and those improvement in your body and your mental health etc 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 but it comes to a point where it's going on the other side of the pendulum pendulum and it's getting really, really unhealthy and toxic where your whole mind, your whole life is just consumed by these things. Like, I was getting to a point where I wouldn't really enjoy going out with my friends, especially if we went out to a restaurant because I would feel so much guilt and shame after I, would done, I was done eating. Or going out to the beach was always so d- dreadful for me because I would feel so bad in my body. I would hate myself the whole entire time. Um, I would just be fixated on how I looked. How do people perceive me? And it's the same thing in the world, you know. Um, there is such a thing as being obsessed, like too too obsessed with being healthy. I forgot what it's called. It's an eating it's an eating disorder when you're obsessed with um, eating super super healthy and clean. There is another side to that, um, to something that can be that can sort of as good to turn out to be really really bad. And I think that in my recovery and as I'm trying to get to a point where I'm truly, truly content with the way that I feel, the way that I look with my health and everything. I want to be less obsessed with food, less food focused in my day-to-day life and less consumed by it. Uh, you know, I want to get to a point and I think this is like my mission when I first started like truly recovering and trying to take my fitness and my health seriously and my eating habits seriously. But I want to get to a point where I don't feel shame and guilt for eating something, you know, I'm quote unquote not supposed to like having like an ice cream cone is not going to end my life it's not going to take off all the gains that i've done in the past weeks or you know missing a workout because i'm just really really like tired and exhausted and i've had a hard 
you know, day at work or something is not going to set me back all the way to ground zero. Yeah, I, I want to live a life of self-control, of self-discipline, where I'm honoring God with my mind, my body, and my strength and everything in me. I really want to live a life that's pure and holy and set apart because that is who I am in Him. But I also want to live a life out. I want to live a life where I'm saturated and I'm operating out of the grace of the, of the Lord that is sufficient for me for each and every single day. I want to do everything out of the grace of the Lord. Um, that means resting, you know, that means, you know, having a slice of pizza once in a while. So I think it's all about balance. And I think most importantly, the solution to this, to, you know, culture's flawed perception of beauty and dieting and health and sometimes maybe the church over obsession over of it the solution is to ultimately find our worth and our beauty in christ you know ultimately our beauty comes from within and our beauty also comes from god he has made he has made us wonderfully and fearfully made he has knitted us in his mother's womb i know we've all heard it before but every part of us is not a mistake god is so intentional in how he makes us and how he builds us up and I just want to read a scripture here. First Peter chapter 3 verse 3 says, Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and putting on gold jewelry or the clothing you wear. But let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of gentle and a quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husband. So this is obviously talking about t talking towards women, but you know you could also this could also be towards men. Do not be your adorning, be external. You know your muscles and everything, but let it be inwardly. You know your character. But yeah, this scripture just reminds us that. Our true beauty, our true essence is not just our physical appearance and not it's not just our hair, it's not just our eyes, it's not just our makeup, it's not just our nails, it's not just our jewelry, it's not just the clothes, it's deeper and greater than that, it's our character, it's our essence, it's how we conduct ourselves, it's how we carry ourselves and um, I think that's something I'm seriously learning, like I've seriously learned this past month or since summer has started that my true beauty comes from within it comes from the gentle and quiet spirit that i carry within me um yeah because i don't think there's anything there's anything wrong with taking care of yourself like doing your nails makeup i love it i think it's cute i think it's fun i think it's you know light-hearted and playful there's nothing wrong with that and the, the scripture says that there's nothing wrong with that but they're just saying that to not let that be like your ultimate adorning like and what is what is adorning what does adorning mean let's look at the definition according to google adorning means to enhance the appearance of especially with a beautiful object okay and I also looked at it, like the definition biblically, I think it said um, to arrange um, and like stuff like that. So we're not objects. We're not just something to be stared at, something to be looked at. We're dynamic, beautiful, wonderful human beings made in God's image. So I think the scripture is just reminding us that the enhancement of our appearance shouldn't come from outside. It shouldn't come from things that we can put on but it should come from just our inherent person from our heart from who we are within 
Um, and I think this is very interesting because I was talking about, you know, idolizing our body and I, and to put your body as your ultimate sense of worth and beauty is to say that God isn't enough. Is to say that who he made you isn't enough. Is to say that who he made you to be is ugly, that it's a mistake. And that is just completely sinful. <laughs> that is just sinful and that is wrong. That is not true. You know, and ultimately who we are externally, like our body is externally, that will fade away. Like we're gonna grow old, we're gonna grow wrinkly, like that's not gonna last forever. Makeup, jewel, jewelry, stuff like that, that comes off at the end of the day we take off our makeup we take off our jewelry all of that is not you know forever that won't last forever but who we are eternally you know um the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty and of a quiet and gentle spirit which is in god's sight very precious that is imperishable who we are within is imperishable so we have to put our focus more on who we are within our character rather than what we present ourselves externally even though i do think that is still important it's still important i think um conducting ourselves as women of god still has to do with our appearance we have like mentioned here we have to conduct ourselves with dignity um as a of a gentle and quiet spirit you know not to say that you can't be bold and loud as a woman of god but yeah and to continue i think that um there is so much more to life than what you look like you know, like, there's so much more to life than what you look there, look like. There's so much more to life than what you eat and, you know, how many times you work out and how big your butt looks or how big are your boobs or if you have a flat stomach, if you don't. Like, I always think about when I'm going to be 60, 50, 80 years old. Am I going to be stressing over this piece of cake? Am I going to be stressing over this cookie, over this scoop of ice cream no i am not i am not in fact i might think oh i wish i lived a little bit more or i wish i let loose a little bit more or i wish i wasn't just so pre-focused and preoccupied on the way that i looked and you know how much i weigh and i always hear women say this i always like i always hear like older women say like when you're that like when you get that old yes you still care about your health and everything but like you're gonna look back at your younger self and you're gonna think like why was i so why did I hate myself so much? Like, why did I torture myself so much? I looked perfectly fine. And um, there's a scripture in Matthew that I read one time. And uh, I had this older Bible, this other Bible. Um, I finished reading it, but now I have this new Bible. It's an ESV Bible. But the other Bible that I read before, it was... Wait, let me give, give me a second. It was the She Reads Truth Bible, the Christian Standard Bible. And at the end of the Bible, if you just keep um, flipping the pages, there's like almost like a, I don't know how to explain it, but there's like this page um, where it points you to different scriptures about different specific topics. And I saw there was one um, like section where it says eating disorder. And it pointed out to Matthew, it pointed out to the scripture Matthew 6, verse 25 and i was like oh that's so interesting and then i read it and i was like oh my gosh it's that simple so i want to read it right now so matthew 6 25 says therefore i tell you do not be anxious about your life what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing y'all 
y'all oh my days i know this is talking about the lord's provision i know this is talking about material material things um earthly things and not to be worried about like the lord's provision and everything but when you read it and you can you can still apply it to like this context you know being so focused on what you eat and what you wear and like your body and all these different things but here it says like do not do, do not worry about like your body literally do not worry about what your body do not worry about what to put on do not bo- do not worry about your life and what you will eat and what you will drink is not life more than food and the body more than clothing oh my gosh guys when i read that i was just like oh my gosh it's so true like, all those years when i was obsessed with what I was eating and my body and even now when I get into those kind of like thought patterns of just being really down about myself or my body over the food that I ate like the Lord he's not like he's he doesn't like that he doesn't like that I'm so fixated on those things you know life is more than food life is more than what we eat you know and it's just I don't know it just really put things into perspective for me and it really humbled me and it really gave me peace and even now as i'm reading it it's giving me a lot of peace and i know that sometimes we can be driven to i don't know lose weight work out stop eating a bit more and all these different things because we're trying to let's say attract a guy we're trying to appeal to the male species um but the right guy will love you for who you are within he will love you because of your character he will love you because of the way that you carry yourself he will love you because of the fire that you have for the lord he will love you because you love the lord with all your heart mind and soul and strength that's why he will love you he will not love you at least not primarily because of the way that you look and if he does that that is very shallow like and i hear that and i hear so many stories bro and i think this is why like as a christian like i was very fixated on the way that i looked because i've heard stories of christian men christian men bro christian men not pursue a woman because she's too big another christian woman because she's too big i'm not pursuing a christian woman because she doesn't look like the way that they want and that their type and everything and it really really put me down because i knew that as a christian woman i'm not like the skinniest girl on earth no in fact i'm quite thick and i'm gonna and i will admit it i will admit it i'm not ashamed i am quite thick and it really put me down because it's like damn like these christian guys are just like the men in the world you know but that's the thing like the right godly man he will not love you for superficial reasons like your body and the way you look because that will change that will fade away like i mentioned that will you will get wrinkly you will sag certain parts are you're not going to be as tight as they were when you're like young that's just a that's just a fact but he will love you for your heart for your character and um so yeah yeah man so i think it's all about having balance it's all about loving the lord with all your heart mouth and soul and strength first above all things loving your neighbor and then loving yourself quote unquote because if you're loving the lord with all your heart mind and soul and strength then you will ultimately live in a way that is honoring him live in a way in which you love him and that means taking care of your body that means you know living a life of self-control self-discipline but that also means to not worry to not be anxious about what you eat like 
like having having an obsession that also means to love who he made you to be that also means looking yourself in the mirror and saying like god did make a wonderful and beautiful fearful thing you know so yeah i just i hope that this was encouraging i spoke a lot more than i thought i did i thought this was gonna be like a cute little 20 minute episode because when i was writing down my notes i really didn't have a lot to say but i think i said everything i wanted to say everything i needed to say at least so yeah i'm just i'm really happy about this episode i'm really happy that i just i put this out there because i feel like this is gonna help someone out there hopefully as much as as this fleshing out of thoughts and emotions has helped me so yeah that's it that's everything for this episode and i really hope that this episode blesses you and i'm going to see you next time bye have a nice day god bless you bye bye